When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> a police car and Steiner's siren. <laughs> New World Order and ripped up raw scripts. A good wedding and the big dog howling. The scream of fans and maybe some wrestling. Said that's sports entertainment. That's sports entertainment. Oh, the best thing about that was the face you pulled during it, which is wasted on a podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> Great audio. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil James Andy Murray from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a Roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Andy. And first of all, let's give a nod to that brilliant intro. It was me doing the jam. That's entertainment. <laughs> and also, I'm going to play it again because I, I really feel like we didn't appreciate it the first time. This is from the brilliant John Harrison at, at Wrong Function on Twitter. Uh, go and give him some love. He wrote, it's Friday on Twitter. Uh, you know what that means. Wrestle culture. Have a great day, boys. And then he dropped this. <laughs> Let's take a vote. <laughs> Do we just scrap the old wrestle culture yeah. music for that? Well, the old one has been described by one of our bosses as, and I quote, 70s porn music. <laughs> so it, it depends what kind of vibe you want to let off. I want to go with that one. So yeah. thank you so much, John Harrison, for that. Uh, far more talented than, well, all of us, to be very honest. <laughs> At Wrong Function, as I said on Twitter, if you want to go and give him some love for that. Um, now, normally, this is a sort of fun end-of-the-week podcast, and we're going to get into that. We've got lots to talk about. We've got a bloody good quiz to come. But, Andy, we kind of have to start with the story that is the main talking point of this week, and that is the, the sad passing of Scott Hall. It was news we sort of knew about coming into the office on Monday morning. The Twitter was all over it on Sunday. It progressively, obviously, got worse and worse and worse, and then, and then we sadly lost him. And I don't want to, you know, be too down in the dumps about all this, but it's it's an awful series of events, uh, and all we really want to do is is look back on his 
incredible wrestling career and what an impact he had. Yeah, for sure. It's just a desperately sad story. Um, there's some new details in today's Wrestling Observer newsletter that I won't talk about on here. Um, you can seek them out if you if you want to read them, but just about his, his final few years. And yeah, it's very, very sad. Mm. Um, Scott had, Scott dealt with a lot of trauma in his life and he had his demons and things that unquestionably... Understandable considering what happened yes. earlier on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. A lot of things didn't go right for no. Scott, unfortunately, in his life and that held up his wrestling career. But at his heyday, at his peak, one of the single most charismatic men that's ever done it. Um, hugely important figure of one of the most buzzing periods in wrestling history in the 90s. Uh, both as Razor Ramon popularizing the ladder match, redefining cool in a really uncool sport. Yes. <laughs> uh, moving over to WCW, jumping ship, you know, all the... Changing the game. Yeah, guaranteed contracts, all that stuff. Uh, the new world order. Yeah, man, like, Scott Hall was one of the first wrestlers to ever properly wow me as a child because he, like, he oozing machismo. It was a catchphrase, whatever, but it, it was true. It was mm. like, it wasn't a fact because machismo is not tangible and you can't, <laughs> you can't see it secreting out of someone's body. But, you know, uh, it fit him to a T. And, uh, yeah, I've always had a real big fondness for him. So this week has really sucked. Um, but it's been nice, you know... Terrible situation, obviously, but it's been nice reading some of the tributes. Yes, that's what I was about to say. It was It's sort of a surreal thing to say, but just knowing what he meant and the difference he made to so many people, Phil, in in, Bjornias, it was a sort of silver lining to this obviously huge, awful cloud. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I missed out a lot on Scott Hall when I first started watching wrestling because I started watching it in, like, around, like, 98, and he'd already, Mm. like, jumped ship to WCW at that time, and I wasn't watching WCW, and most of the time I had no idea how to watch WCW. (laughs) Uh, um, So I never really caught him over there. Um, So obviously everything I've been, uh, like, I've seen since then is, like, me going back and looking at stuff and looking at things like the the Shawn Michaels matches uh, and Bret Hart and things like that. Um, But, like... Even now, like, looking back on it, when you consider, like, especially, like, Razor Ramon, like, completely ignoring all the NWO stuff, which obviously changed the business completely. Mm -hmm. But even going back to Razor Ramon, like, you can tell how forward-thinking he was in a time that was very colorful kind of cartoon characters. He was going for the cool. He was looking at, like, what sort of the kids actually want to see at this point in time and less changing of, something. Yeah, less sort of playing a role, more like, yeah. okay, how is this character like me? Yeah, absolutely, and using that to completely stand uh, stand out from the crowd. But I think, like, and like one of the best things I can say about, like, Scott Hall looking back at, throughout his career, that especially in a time when, like, all of the big guys in wrestling pretty much weren't huge fans of putting other people over. <laughs> yeah. He put loads of people over constantly and never really seemed afraid of losing a match or putting someone over. Like, you go back and watch the one, two, three kid matches yeah, and things yeah. like that. And the things he's done for smaller guys in their careers, like, uh, like he saw Jeff Hardy and, like, saw something in him, like, before anyone else did. And, like, helping out this sort of younger generation was a sort of really unselfish act in quite a selfish era. Yeah. I feel a bit guilty because when we sit here and talk about his legacy, obviously, a bit like you feel, obviously, I, I've gone back subsequently and watched the ladder match with Shawn Michaels or yeah. watched his arrival and, and the difference that that made uh, to, to WCW. Yeah. But I was a bit like you. I didn't watch WCW. That had already happened again when I got, I got interesting. Yeah. So when people go like, what's some of your best memories of Scott Hall? He takes the stunner really well at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does, and he had a great Hall of Fame speech as well yeah. in 2014. And he came out to the Fujis on the Independence. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, well, yeah, it's, it's so sad, but like, 
at his peak, he was absolutely incredible. And like, even towards the late end of his WCW run, there's like, he has this surprisingly incredible ladder match against Bam Bam Bigelow on just like a random episode of Nitro that people should check out as well. Showing that, yeah, you know, for all his troubles and stuff, when, when the chips were down, he could still do it. It's, yeah, man. I, I've thoughts to the family and all of that, but. Really rough times, really rough times. It, it, do you know what? It, it did inspire me, the, uh, the the Kevin Nash tweet. I sort of made a comment about it on, on the news, but I followed through with it as well, of him saying about, you know, how much he meant to him uh, and, and you know, how much yeah. he, he noticed now that he's not there, that you should reach out to those friends or family that you haven't spoken to in a while. Obviously, our thoughts go out to all the, yeah. the friends and family of Scott Hall, but I do think that's a really important message to, to, to fire home here. Um, and... If possible, over the weekend, I know I'm going to do this uh, bit of homework on on Scott Hall matches rather than the obvious ones like we just mentioned. What was the the one you mentioned on the news the other day? Oh yeah, I'll I'll correct myself first. Did I say a steel cage match with Bam Bam there? I meant a ladder. No, I didn't say ladder. ladder. I did say yeah, ladder yeah, match. Yeah. Okay, my brain got muddled. Um, <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah, the action zone tag. Um, which is very difficult to find on WWE Network. I said on the news on Tuesday or Wednesday that it's not there. It is there. It's on some weird Shawn Michaels compilation documentary right. thing. So you can find it that way. Or if you're a bit of a rascal, you can fire up your Google and just type it in. Uh, Razor Ramon, One Two Three Kid, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Action Zone. It'll come up. It's a Daily Motion link. Uh, and you can watch it there. It's so far ahead of its time. It's something that like older listeners of this podcast will have probably watched because mm. it's something of a cult classic. It's kind of like the Canadian Stampede main event. It's one of these matches that's not always heralded as one of the greatest WWE matches of all time, but it is. And the people who've seen it know why. Um, it's it's really you could take this match and put it in like 2022 pro wrestling, and it would feel modern and up to date. It's just it's all action, bang bang bang, at a time when that wasn't really the style. Um, it's it's weird in a way because it's almost like there was either no agenting for it or they just said, nah, screw it, we're just going to drop bombs. Uh, <laughs> and, like, Scott is tremendous in it as well. Like, Kevin Nash, his performance in this is unreal as well. Kevin's another one who's developed this reputation, you know, and, you know, he was at times, uh, being not the hardest worker, uh, getting the most from the least. Um, but he works his ass off in this as well. It's such a great match. And... Um, yeah, man, like, there, there are some gems there for sure. Like, really, the Bam Bam match, I don't think a lot of people know it exists, but I think it's January 99. If you can find that, track it down, you'll be you'll be very surprised by just how damn good it is. Mm. Yeah, but just an awful loss to the world of wrestling. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Uh, Phil, now, you work Saturdays with, with Gareth. You do the, the news and, and all that sort of thing, which means you're often the first to cover this news from Friday night. So I wanted to come to you first for your thoughts on Butch. Butch! Butch is in wrestling. Uh, incredible. That was a weird morning because I woke up and like you like you do, you go on Twitter and see what's going on in the world of wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, and I saw Pete Dunne and I saw all the Butch stuff and I was like chuckling away. I was doing my tweets and giggling about it. And then straight after that, I saw about the Biggie news. And oh. I was like, oh God, like what a sort of come down change around. Mm. Uh, but Butch, it's absolutely incredible. It makes no sense. This guy, like, uh, it's been on the main roster. Him, we know him by his nickname. It's his nickname. He's called Butch. He's, he's, you know, you don't know him by any other name. He, he's called Butch now. He's, he's Butch. Remember Butch? <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> so dumb. It's Why not even like he's this? just an NXT guy that they haven't seen before. He's been on Raw. He's been beat on pay per view. Beat up Enzo, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's yeah. been in the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. I think like <sighs> this is so weird. It's like. 
It's it's not a name that suits him. First no. of all, his face when he first, <laughs> in that backstage interview yeah. thing when they first interviewed him, like he just wandered in and you could just see it on his face like. Here we go. Um, <laughs> but it is, I now guess. Now I know how Gunther feels. <laughs> now I hang out with the Peaky Blinder guys. Okay, <laughs> it's me, Butch. Yeah, it's all weird. Why? I just don't understand why. The, like, Pete Dunne, it's a pretty straight... It's got two syllables, lads. It's like, it's not yeah. a hard name to understand, you know? He's yeah. just watched one episode just, of... The, I mean, you talk about Razor Ramon and watching Bloody Scarface. He's watched yeah. one episode of Peaky Blinders and gone, Birmingham? We, and we got a guy from... Wait a we, second. We really shouldn't be surprised though. Like we've seen how NXT 2.0 is going. We've seen the future. That is the future yep. of WWE right Cora there. Cora Jade Home Alone Toxic Attraction this week. I will not hear anything bad on that. <laughs> how NXT how are we surprised that someone named Butch who wears suspenders <laughs> is coming up through <laughs> NXT 2.0? Come on, guys. Question. You should have seen this coming. Does he keep the cap on during the match? I goddamn hope so, yeah. yeah. If he doesn't, I want my money back. Hope it's like, hope it's like Bobby Lashley's headband and you just have to wait and see how oh, long yeah. it lasts throughout <laughs> the match. <laughs> it's going to be on there at the beginning, but it's not going to be on there at the end. And what's going to take it off? Or like Keane's wig in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but it, um, you can like more than one wrestling show, right? Wow, thanks. That's what I'm always saying on Twitter. I love it when guys who watch two wrestling shows let you know that. That's me. That's <laughs> right, but I like... Hey, you watch NXT as well. That's got to be three. Oh, yeah, that oh, counts. Yeah, that counts. Right, so... Are we yeah. going back to the Home Alone thing at some point? No, we eventually will we'll circle <laughs> back there, of course. Um, but, it, you know, I, en- I enjoy both shows. I enjoy AEW for what it is. And I sort of, you know, there's a bit of me that's that's the child who watched the WWF willing it to be that good again. And there's, you know, a bit of me that's just like, some bits are, are good. I get it that you have to really, you know, diamond in the rough sort of thing. But what it, this, for me, personifies is you, can, you can't be, unless you're, bonkers are like diehard stan of WWE because they'll always do something like you could sit there and go look at that like triple threat for the the tag titles that they had the other week on Raw that was genuinely spectacular stuff stupendous stuff some might say right but you can't just be like this is great and this is it's like they're always one step away from just making you like a twat. Yeah. And I that's whether you're working for them or supporting them as a fan. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. I think that basing your personality over liking one specific thing is the dumbest thing in the world because that one specific thing is going to mess up quite often and then you're going to look like a gimp because you're you're, you're so sticking why, up for the indefensible. That's why I'd never get a tattoo because I don't yeah. know. I'm not confident on anything <laughs> to like pin. Like, especially you know, when I see people who've like got celebrities and I'm like... You know my track record with, yeah. with people that I'm a fan of. They often let me down. <laughs> yeah. They often make me. I have to go. I like this this bit of them. Not not the whole thing. Yeah. Not the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, it just I I can't imagine. They're just who comes in and goes. Butch, that's yeah. what we need from that guy. It's just stand culture in general is just for anything. Yes. Really. Yeah. I mean, like literally anything. Well, um, not. This is a brilliant segue. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. One thing I will allow you to stand for, both of you on this podcast, with with no no reservations, is our appreciation for the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> because that was some sensational stuff on AEW, that was wasn't really it? Great. That's uh, really what great. they called now, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand. Cool Ange. Hand Ange, yeah. He wanted to call him Arge. He's not in bloody Arge. Towie. Um <laughs> What what a segment. It's great, wasn't it? It was really great. Uh, if you're a sports entertainer, then I guess I am too. You're Daniel Garcia, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was like that was so perfect. Like Daniel Garcia, whose strengths are like ninety percent 
like technical wrestling yeah. intense yeah. guy seen as the young prodigy, the heir to Brian Danielson's throne. Nailing his colors to the sports <laughs> entertainment mast was just absolutely spectacular. What a subversion. And I love the idea that they've had him do that. Meanwhile, over here are the guys you thought he was going to be affiliated with in Danielson, Moxley, and Regal. It's so neat and tidy. Uh, this stuff rules, man. This stuff really rules. There's a clear difference between <laughs> between uh, Angelo Parker, as he's now known, mm -hmm. and Matt Menard getting renamed and Butch getting renamed. Yes. Uh, it's really easy to unpack. The, the idea is these are their real names. I know Jeff's real name was Angelo, but, you know, learned a mm -hmm. new thing yeah. today. Uh, these are their real names. And the sports entertainment aspect of it, the Jericho Appreciation Society, by doing the real name thing, are trying to go, we are legit, we're real. But then Chris Jericho goes, my real name is Chris Jericho. <laughs> and tell it, it's, that is so good. It's so great. Uh, his dad's the famous hockey player, Ted Jericho, of course. <laughs> it, it's just really, really good stuff. Jericho's done a fantastic job here of reinventing himself again, just coming off a period of several months where everyone was getting a little tired of his act and, you know, he was making just... Oh, um, I was shopping in the, shopping the knives every yeah. week on yeah, the time man. review. Yeah, he was making toilet jokes pretty much every week. And it was like, oh, brother, you're, you're getting old. Pinhead yeah. stuff with these boys. Yeah, like fathead, all of that. Like, uh, just really rubbish stuff. But he's done a good job of reading that and flipping it on its head and going, well, I'm a sports entertainer, so screw you. This is good stuff. Angle yeah. said something about this on his podcast recently, Phil. I think he's openly said... Chris Jericho might be the greatest of all time simply yeah. because of his current work. <laughs> the fact he just, you know, he had a great track record anyway. He was the sort of Madonna of pro wrestling in terms of reinventing himself. But the fact he keeps, like every moment I doubt him and go, I think it's the end of the line now. Yeah. He turns around and, and does something and like this. It's, it's the timing of it all as well, though. It's not just the fact that he can reinvent himself so many times over and over again and come up with something new and different or change something and make it work every single goddamn time. It's the way he knows exactly when to do it at the same time. Like, he knows when he needs to just go away and then yeah. come back a bit. He knows when he needs to mix it up. He knows when he needs to completely change. He knows when he needs to go face, when he needs to go heel. It's insane. It's like it's just he's got an absolute knack for this. And one of my favorite things about this whole thing is that, like, really sort of almost gritty nuggets of truth that lie in this as well, like the Daniel Garcia story that he told about uh, him getting injured in the car wreck. And Drop then my arse a bit when he said January 6th, I'll be honest. <laughs> yes. 2019, <laughs> specify the year, Chris. Yeah. And then, uh, and the stuff with like, yeah, my friend Kevin calling me up about like 2.0 and saying like, yeah. just give him a shot on the, on the podcast and see if he can get him a I job. I forgot about that, that's how they, we sort of got introduced to them. Yeah. And, and it's like, like, you guys won. And they're like, yeah, baby. <laughs> and I was like, well, these two are great. I want to watch more of them. And that's the best thing about, like, asshole heels always is if there's something true there that you can mm. they can use and turn around for their own sort of manipulative ways. Uh, and that's like a really, like, gritty nugget that would actually make you think, oh, yeah, Danny Garcia, that is why he would join forces with Jericho and appreciate it. That's a legit reason. Yeah. Like, no matter what you think about how Daniel Garcia should be with Brian Danielson or whatever, that's a legit reason why he should be with Jericho. And it works just so well. It's great. If you're a, a fan of sports entertainment rather than ugh, pro wrestling, <laughs> good news about the bloody good quiz later. That's all I'll say. Um, it's about alligators. Yes. <laughs> uh, Phil, as a resident fan here at What Culture of one Candice LeRae, what's next for her? I think we reported, uh, re reported <laughs> what's her contract run out in? in a spring. Few, sp yeah, yeah, a few months, spring. basically. The month of spring. What would you like to see her do? What do you think she's going to do? <laughs> and is, is she taking 
Big Johnny with him. 100%. Absolutely. Why the hell not? Um, yeah, I, like, Candy Slaray is more of a no-brainer for AEW than Johnny Gargano for me at this point. Yeah, Because uh, she's got the history with the people there, going back to the Young Bucks. And yeah, you look at that match from PWG where they super kicked her in the face with the, the first load of um, sneakers with the uh, thumbtacks on the bottom of them and absolutely destroyed her. Um, like, she's got a huge history throughout PWG wrestling with all these guys. And it makes sense. Like, it, it's just an obvious one to go in. She'd be a breath of fresh air in the women's division. Um, like, she, I don't think she's proven what she can do within the WWE system at all. Um, and if you get sort of, the, sort of the likes of the creative and the support that, like, the Young Bucks and people like that would have for her there, like, I think the sky's your, like your oyster. Like, the world's your oyster. You can do whatever you want. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's an absolute no-brainer. I don't see much for w- in WWE for her. Like, you look at... New stars, new new female stars that WWE have tried to create. Like we've still got the four horsewomen yes. at the very very tippy top, yeah. and absolutely nobody else comes close. Uh, and like they put out, even WWE put out a tweet like, "Who do you want to see as the next women's champion?" And it was a list of the entire women's division except for the four <laughs> horsewomen because yeah. they just haven't <laughs> given them the belts ever. Um, so yeah, I don't see anything for her there. Um, and it makes sense to go to AEW. And if she takes Johnny Gargano along with her, then that's just that's just gravy. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, I said this on the news, if I'm WWE, I'd be moving heaven and earth to keep her, not just to keep her away from AEW, but I really feel like they haven't tapped her potential. I'm astonished that she's never been NXT Women's Champion. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that she should necessarily hang around in Duper O. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, if you want to... Home Alone, Toxic Attraction. I'm not going to say no. It's yeah. great, but they'll yeah. probably make you just get off with Johnny Gargano in the center of the ring for five minutes. But she feels like someone you could bring in, she'd feel fresh, and you could put a world title on on the main roster, and you wouldn't have many complaints from anyone, would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if she stays in... I mean, NXT 2.0, for all its perverse joys, like the human mousetrap slash Home Alone stuff this week. (laughs) It's a dumpster fire of a show, particularly if you're a a veteran wrestler, someone who's not, who's had more than 10 matches. Mm. Uh, Like, (laughs) like some of the people on the show. Um, We saw it with Kyle O'Reilly, like in the latter stages of his run, and you're going to see what he's got hard. He's going hard. Uh, You're going to see it with people like Champa and yeah, basically every veteran wrestler who's kicking around now, Io Shirai, she's not going to get a strong, she might win this classic Dusty mm. classic gimmick, but beyond that, she's not going to get much else at this stage. It's it's all about elevating the younger ones, for better or worse. So, yeah, I mean, if you put her on the main roster tomorrow, she's immediately, like, one of the most talented people, like, there, full stop. Um, I think she's great. She's shown in NXT as well that she can be, like, just a, a good TV character. Mm. And not, not just, like, a really good wrestler, but a great TV character. Maybe to her detriment, because that's, you know, we, see, we saw all the stuff with the way, and it was, like, it was entertaining, but it was a bit wacky, and she was doing the tag team of Indy. She wasn't really doing a whole lot of single stuff that was all that compelling. Um, she's had the odd match here and there. A bonkers uh, ladder match with the uh, Shirai. Yeah, that was tremendous. That was tremendous. But, like, opportunities of that nature have not matched up with her talent level. So interesting future for her and Johnny, I think. I would not be surprised if they did go back to NXT. I think but they probably feel valued there. Like I think they've they're they're quite well liked and they're on good terms. Yeah. But if I'm both of them and I'm looking at the prospects, particularly Johnny, because like if he goes to Raw or SmackDown, he's toast. Yep. They, they, Vince is not he's doing anything. He's going to win a title. It's just it's the 24-7 title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he might get... He, you know what he'd do? He'd struggle for three years. He'd barely get booked. He'd be on main event most weeks. Then he'd randomly win the US title, hold it for two weeks, and everyone would say he's fixed. That's what would happen. <laughs> That's what would happen, and it would, it would stink. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm them... 
creatively, uh, I'm, you know, I'm considering my options. Family, that'll obviously be a consideration yeah. for them now as well. But yeah, Beth, they're two really nice people by all accounts. So whatever decision they make, I'm sure it'll be right for them. But again, with family, like time scale things of like a, like AEW being on Dynamite and whatever to being on main roster WWE. Mm. It's a very different yeah. world yes. still. Oh, yes. Um, so maybe time considerations, considerations go to AEW in terms of family and being fewer able to dates. spend time with your family. Yeah, there. fewer dates for AEW as well. So there you go. Yeah. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, before we get on to uh, this week's hashtag bloody good quiz, uh, we sat here last week, Andy, and uh, almost guaranteed Goldie Road showing up on <laughs> from Jacksonville. And then as I watched it, and, and it slowly dawned on me that, oh, it's not happening. Um, it sort of made sense actually as well in, in WWE's eyes that you don't bring him out because then you're going to get deafening AEW chance <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. Um, if you were sort of fancy booking Cody Rhodes and his roads to WrestleMania, yeah. would you have him show up on telly? What have we got? We've got technically right now three SmackDowns, two Raws before yeah. WrestleMania. Would you have him show up, say, next week? Obviously, Seth Rollins, the big storyline right now is he's not going. He's not on the card. Yeah. Or would you have, you know, one the sort of, the, I would describe it as now as the AWCM Punk thing of like, we all kind of know he's going to yeah. be showing up on the, the pay-per-view or the whatever it may be. But we're just not saying it. But we, I mean, they, yeah. they, the fact they kept dropping references on, on this week's Raw spoke volumes to me. Yeah, for sure. I think they've botched it to the point that it might be on. Honestly, like this is going to come off as extreme, but I, I, is this savable still? Is what yes, I want to know. I think so. Like, because this Monday, and I know the crowd, whatever, but like it felt like such an easy goal, like an easy tap in. We're in their city, we've got their guy. That would just be the perfect petty thing for this debut, and it would be awesome. Everyone would be talking about it. Now, obviously, you know, we've had the news of Scott Hall's passing this week. Maybe they didn't want to 
clog the news cycle yeah, yeah, while the that. world was paying tribute to him. Um, but things like the crowd, I think they, they could probably just sweeten it. You know, they do that every week anyway. Why the hell not? <laughs> um, it just feels like they could have done something bigger than they now have the opportunity to do. If I'm them, I'm doing the CM Punk route, like you said, and I'm building up as much as possible without explicitly saying it. And I'm saying, you know, I'm implying that this guy's going to be at WrestleMania or on SmackDown or whatever because it's your most viewed show. Which completely uh, undercuts, by the way, the whole, how do you get to WrestleMania if Seth Rollins just says, I'm just going to come out and call an open yeah, challenge yeah. on WrestleMania. But it's not like WWE to undercut their own storylines, <laughs> is it? It's a dumb storyline in the first place. Like the whole, oh, I, can't, I can't make it to WrestleMania now. Well, Kevin Owens, your best mate, you fought hard with him and he's going to get beaten up by Steve Austin, mate. It's like, it's pish in the first place. Mm. So you might Apollo as well... Cruz isn't busy either. Yeah. So and he was just <laughs> fighting for a title on... Was that last year's WrestleMania? Or when was the Nigerian Trump fight? That, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I would do the mystery opponent deal. I don't care how it fits into this, can you make it? Honestly, I, I hate that. I think it's garbage. Um, and I would do the mystery opponent deal at this stage, but they had the opportunity to do the ultimate WWE company guy in Seth Rollins, because he is, you see him on Twitter, every time someone criticizes WWE, he, uh, and I kind of like this about him, I think it's fun, uh, <laughs> he leaps to the company's defense and says preposterous things, and it's awesome, it's really entertaining. You had the opportunity to do that storyline of the other guy coming in and facing off against your guy. However that fits into the drip god, you can figure that out with a creative team. Uh, I think they fumbled the pass, and they've got to be careful not to drop the ball now. This should be the biggest deal of the year for WWE, aside from maybe somebody beating Roman Reigns. And uh, it doesn't feel like that anymore. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, the, when that news first dropped, like, the world, the wrestling world was talking about it. It was the absolute hottest story we'd had in ages. More than Stone Cold returning yeah, to the ring. Yeah, more than Stone Cold possibly returning to the ring. Um, and, like, every week they went from that without either mentioning his name or doing teases or something, like, interest dropped a little bit and dropped a little bit and dropped a little bit. And now we're, like, a month out from that or something, and interest has dropped even more. And it's like they <laughs> either should have done that instantly or at least been teasing something for it. The way I can see it possibly going now is in it's, it's a very WWE thing to do, but you've got the KO show on Mania. It's on night one. Like, there's the rumblings of, like, oh, they set up a match for night two. I don't see that happening because I don't see Stone Cold getting back into the ring with this kind of a story anyway. Like, if he was going to do it, he'd want a really good story leading into it. So you do the KO show. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out, tries to, like, interrupt it, tries to disrupt it because, uh, like, obviously he failed at getting the Mania thing on Raw when he uh, lost to Kevin Owens. So he goes to Great ruin... main event as well. Yeah, it was really good. Goes to ruin the KO show. Uh, but then who comes out to save, like, Austin and KO and everyone? Cody comes out, joins that. Austin and Cody beat up uh, Kevin <laughs> Owens and Seth Rollins because you know who you've got to get the rub. If you get the rub from Stone Cold, then you've got the rub for life. They have a bit of a beer, and then Cody challenges Seth for night two. Okay. And then we yeah. do that, and then we get the match at night two, and then he comes out on the Raw after Mania or something to get his big, like, indoor arena pop mm. kind of thing. I could kind of see that happening. Stone Cold Steve Cody. I like it. I don't know if I want that to happen, but <laughs> I could very much see them putting that in place. I'm just going to sound like a broken record. I think he's showing up on next week's Raw. Fair <laughs> or tonight's SmackDown. Or tonight's SmackDown. Um, because I just... I get it, but I think WWE fans are thick sometimes. And I think, <laughs> you know, the... the What was it? All Out? No. The, the one where... No, All Out was when he fought, wasn't he? The one where they were like... He's coming for CM Punk, but we're not going to say he's coming. Oh, so, the first dance. Yeah, yeah. the first dance. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that was, you know, implied, but it was sort of like, you know, it's, I mean, they, we're really going to screw this. And they've, they've not, you know, 
ruined people's trust in them. I just think if you're trying to, if you're doing this to shift tickets, which they probably, you know, to a certain extent, they are also Cody's one of the few guys we talked about this the other day who could probably legitimately beat Roman Reigns now for the world title, but you don't have to do that's way down the road. Um, I think you have to bring him in and have him say, so I think maybe you have a, uh, a moment because I, I, for one, up until like five minutes before the end of Raw, and I knew the match wasn't anywhere close to being finished. Thought hey, he's showing up here, like there was people in the arena who saw. I think they brought some extra security or production staff down to ringside before the main event, and it's like, oh, who's getting underneath the <laughs> ring then, or whatever it may be. And then yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, Owens wins, Seth is sort of gutted, and then surprise, Cody comes out, but. I just moved my plans a week later. But it's happening next week, in my opinion. <laughs> and I think it is more than more than salvageable. I think it is going to... When they decide to pull the trigger on it, it is going to be the biggest thing in wrestling. But, like you say, right now, there's sort of a vacuum where we had it. We were like, oh, my God, he's going to WWE. Yeah. And then every single time he either didn't show up, as you said, or we reported on a, on a snag or talks fizzling out. He might not have even signed a contract oh, granted, yet. Yeah. yeah, like that's the whole thing about this. In fact, wouldn't it be the most interesting thing if he ended up turning them down? Because then it's just more chaos yeah. and the news cycle continues. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go full fireworks. But I think, I think you have him show up on next week's Raw and then effectively you have the go-home rule to not screw this up. Yeah. Uh, and that would do, I think, a monster number if you... Because you looked at... You, know, you looked on social media, and I know that necessarily the figures didn't quite back this up, but I saw a lot of people, like, going, posting memes of, like, oh, I've got sucked into watching the whole of Raw and Cody hasn't shown up. Well, if you have him show up next week and then say the week after we're going to have, I don't know, archetypal WWE contract signing for, yeah. for WrestleMania, or on the go-home for WrestleMania... With maybe Brock Lesnar showing up as well because he's that show's champion. People seem to forget that. Oh like, yeah, so he is. <laughs> it's it's. It, I think it'd be it could probably do with getting Austin on TV at some point yeah. soon to yeah. pop a rating and sell some more tickets like, as well. Raw, like. Raw can do over two million, I still think, and I know that's a yeah. low bar for them considering yeah. their history, but it's relative to current numbers. Cody, Austin, Brock go home for WrestleMania. In theory, this is the last two shows running into WrestleMania, and the Raw after WrestleMania should be the highest rated of the year. Like, they should be popping numbers all over the place Please right tell now. me they're going to be bothered about the, the whole Raw after WrestleMania gimmick this year. God, I hope so. So I feel like we're the so only ones who... have like, completely say forgotten the, about it recently. Yeah. The fans are the only ones who go, it's Raw after WrestleMania, they just go, oh, it's just Raw again yeah. now, isn't it? It's been a good five or so years since yeah. one of these was worthwhile, so I wouldn't build any... I wouldn't no, put any no. hope into it, sadly. But you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Remember, like, 2019 when it was like, hey, it's... Lars Sullivan. <laughs> and we were like, don't worry, guys, on Dispute Eric, because they're, the, they're doing the title for title in the main event. The bar. I love the bar. <laughs> yes. But it's Kofi versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's a tag team match. Yeah. Winner take all. <laughs> Just like, why have you promised title for title <laughs> for two guys that we both don't want to see them drop the titles? Yeah. Yeah. To that crowd as well. Of all the places to do it, the, <laughs> like the most ravenous crowd you could possibly hope for the year. They suck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Anderson said it best. Let us know your fantasy booking for Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, if he does do it in the end, on Twitter, <laughs> and your thoughts on everything we've discussed. At what culture WWE, of course. But enough of all this. It's now time for a... Good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by djones55. If you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and leave us a five-star review on there, just like djones55. 
I'd prefer, I'd prefer if you gave us five stars, <laughs> especially to counteract stuff like we've had in the last few weeks. Last week was a one star review, I yeah. think. Um, oh, I wish I was here for that. And uh, it was good. And <laughs> this week, well, let me recap last week's. For you, for you, <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Uh, last week's review. Where are we? Here we go. Was from wrestling fan. It was uh, wrestling, but with an e after the l. Wrestling. Wrestling fan. Four twenty. If you don't like it, don't make your little previews for the shows. If you've got such a problem with it, you are Mark. <laughs> no, I'm Andy. Mark. This week, uh, D Jones fifty five gives us one star and writes, "Dweebs talk louder." What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't tell Wilborn to talk loud. Yeah. Never tell Wilborn to yeah. talk loud. That guy wants to listen to an average day in our <laughs> office if he wants us to talk louder. Yeah, indeed. Our boss quipped yesterday morning that he can hear pretty much every conversation. <laughs> and he's on the floor above us. So there yeah. you go. So it's been nice working here at What Culture. Uh, you are Mark. <laughs> anyway, this week's quiz, as I alluded to earlier, is all about gents. Sports entertainment. Exciting. Any questions about the best bits of, not that pro wrestling lock, I'm talking sports entertainment right the now. good stuff. Well, nine questions are about sports entertainment. Question 10 is a mystery question. Ooh. Which is going to be what I've decided. Now, I'm going to do it now so people don't accuse me of cheating. Double points. <gasps> question 10. Okay. okay. I think it should be worth 11 points. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that, uh, usual rules apply. Multiple choice. Shout out your name. Wait for me to come to you. But most of all, guys, it's just for fun. Okay. Question number one, all about sports entertainment. <laughs> Which of these men were not a zombie at WrestleMania backlash? <laughs> <laughs> you all know Scotty Too Hot, he dressed up as one, of course. Is this a WrestleCrab quiz? Mm, basically, yeah. <laughs> Braun Breaker, Tony D'Angelo, Ikamanjiro, <laughs> or Harland... They got three of them to be zombies. Bill. Braun Breaker. No, dear, that's ah. wrong. He was zombie. Of course. Of course. Harland. Yay! Because oh. he's massive and the zombies were kind of... Yeah, they had, they had Braun Breaker. Yeah. They had yeah. uh, Andre Chase did it as well. There's quite a few others. I think one of the Creed brothers, or actually I think both of the Creed oh, brothers did okay. it Oh, okay, well. Bangles my theory because they're massive yeah. as well. <laughs> but it was horrible. As far, as far as the brief Googling that I did, <laughs> is, as always, if you've got the correct answer is one I've got written yeah, down. Yeah. Okay, question two, one nil to Andy. How much did Vince McMahon's Corvette that Stone Cold poured cement into allegedly cost? Is it $50,000, or $200,000? Recently, not recently, but in the last couple of years, rediscovered in a uh, warehouse yeah. with plants growing in it, if <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Andy, I don't want to do that thing where you go, ooh, it's a numerical quiz. Wilbur will go for a middle one, but 75. No, dear, oh. that's wrong. Ooh. I'm going to go 50, higher. 50, they like 100, to, 200. They like to big up these numbers, don't they? But 200 sounds like a lot, and it's quite a big jump, so I'll go 100. No, dear, that's wrong. Is it 200? It's 50. Is it 50? Oh, the 90s, so like money Cheap was good. Yeah. It was a lot easier back then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Back hell. in the good old days. <laughs> okay. Question three. I went to WrestleMania Access once. They had the limousine that um, 
they they, they exploded when uh, Vince McMahon <laughs> died. That was that was their big display. When Vince McMahon died, and Donald Trump phoned up WWE or whatever <laughs> oh it was God, to make yeah. sure it wasn't real. <laughs> uh, okay, question three. I want to cast your minds back to one of the greatest elements of sports entertainment. I'm talking about Raw Underground, of course. Oh Why? yes. So the question is, who won the first match on Raw Underground? Was Ooh. it Dabber Kato, Eric of the Viking Raiders, Bobby Lashley, or Dolph Ziggler? I Bill. can tell you that this match was sick, according to Shane McMahon. Uh, I had Dolph Ziggler in my head for some reason before this started, so I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler. No, dear, uh. that's wrong. So I don't think it was Bobby Lashley because if I remember correctly, did the Hurt Business not come in at the end of that segment and like we run Shane McMahon's house <laughs> or whatever? They did. So Dabakato or... Eric of the Viking Raiders. I think Eric got his ass kicked. So I'm going to go with Dabakato, although it's definitely Eric now. Yay! Hey! Dabakato won two matches back to back. Eric ah. did win. Uh, yeah. Eric Dabber and oh, Dolph Ziggler okay. all won. Shelton Benjamin won from the Hurt Business, but yes, then yeah. Bobby Lashley wrecked everyone and stood tall. And we thought, well, give, give me more of that next week. Jesus. I went back and looked at my the notes, and I had a bit was... of a PTSD sort of flashback to yeah. the because the, that was peak pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a weird. Time. Yeah, <laughs> remember the two out of three falls matches and stuff like oh, that. God, don't, oh don't. my god, don't don't. I think that was also the episode. I was just glancing at my notes where uh, they poisoned Montez Ford. Course. Oh yeah, which they never, about that. They never paid off nah. either, did they? Oh. I think that was in the midst of uh, Zelina Vega's crap stable, who yeah. never won. Yeah, the empty arena era really sucked. Yeah, it was rubbish. Really wasn't it? bad. Let's <laughs> never go back to that. Remember, shall we? When, remember when Duke Hudson was on there? <laughs> oh, yeah. He had a different ring name. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he was just hanging about for a couple of weeks. Vink. Where's Vink? Brendan Vink? That's it, Brendan Vink. Yeah, and there was like Denzel Dejournet as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That was what a strange time. Odd. <sighs> Odd. Never, never take me back there. Anyway, 2-0 to Andy. Question number four, all about sports entertainment. So I've picked some of the best sports entertainment moments. Remember when uh, Randy Orton had a NASCAR? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. He got gifted one and Kofi Kingston ruined it. But Kofi Kingston ruined Randy Orton's NASCAR with what colour paint? Was it pink, orange, yellow or red? Bell. Pink. No, no dear, that's wrong. <laughs> Andy, red. No, dear, that's Aww. wrong. Orange. Was it? We know nothing about it. He chucked a bucket all over the place and then nearly yeah. fell over. That was a thing. That was entertainment, guys. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, okay. Cars. An either-or question is, so if you get it wrong, the point goes to your opponent. Oh, Phil's answering first. <laughs> Did Jake's snake bite Randy Savage's right or oh left arm? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Andy, left. Yay! Hey! Okay, just I am not doing well at the sports entertainment quiz. 3 0. I'm sitting there going, Arr! it's really terrifying. It's horrendous. Don't rewatch it. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, though, Phil. I was like, you shouldn't put snakes in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget, Phil, double points for the last question. So still all to play for. Uh, 3 0 to Andy at the halfway point. Question six. <laughs> Gone back to the uh, guest host era. Remember that? Course, yeah. When there was Bob Barker, which was great. Everyone loved it. And the Muppets, everything else. There Grumpy Cat, Jeremy pour one Cat, out. Yeah. Jeremy Piven, pour one out. Natalia, you will be banned. Yeah. <laughs> Natalia's favorite ever day in work. <laughs> you will be banned from the Summerfest. <laughs> <laughs> and the Superdome brother. Cheech and Chong on there at one point. Yeah, I mean they got bloody everyone, they didn't they? 
Yeah, they did. It's, they should bring that back. What what modern celebrities do you think would be good there? Not like Logan Paul or Bad Bunny, like people they've used, but like, oh, what are we going for? I mean, you'd have Knoxville, but Knoxville did it, I think. I think the Jackass yeah. Oboys. Steve-O did it, didn't he? Yeah. Who are we talking about? Uh, yeah, Steve-O and Pontius. Oh, that might have just been a role. Steve-O and Pontius. Steve-O, if go, go back. We did this for a five-star review review recently. Go back and watch the bit with Steve-O and Umanja, right? Because <laughs> I know we all watch it for the bit where Umar goes, well, you're not staying down, so I'm putting you down. Go back and watch, because I think it's fair to assume, I think he's even said himself, he was uh, not all there, Steve-O. Sure, well, sure. The moonsault that he lands perfectly on his feet is incredible. <laughs> If he pulled that off now, Vince McMahon would give him a job for life, <laughs> yeah. which he'd then obviously fire him for a couple of weeks later for budget cuts. But, you know. Uh, current celebrities. Um, Action Bronson. There, you there go. we go. <laughs> He's got his song on the other show. Well, we got him here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any celebrities. Ariana Grande. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Pete Amy. Davidson. Pete Davidson. Hey, who and was the one who did a tweet vaguely related to wrestling and then everyone was like, oh, you like wrestling? And she was Cardi like, no. B. there you go, get that, Cardi B on. Oh, that would be a riot. <laughs> what about the, the guy from the Kings of Leon that said, friends, don't let friends watch wrestling? And then... What? Yeah, he said this. He said this on Twitter or something. And then, like, everyone just bombarded him because apparently a few years ago at a festival, a seagull literally did a poo in his mouth. <laughs> 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 get him on. Why not? Uh, so I'm taking you back to when uh, Raw was in Sheffield, I believe. Okay. Uh, and who's the most famous person from Sheffield that you know? Ricky Hot Hatton, of course. <laughs> Manchester's <laughs> own Ricky Hatton. <laughs> Sheffield, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so who did Ricky Hatton fight when he was a Raw guest host? God, was no, it no. Chavo Guerrero, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> Santino Marella, or Dolph Ziggler? I think he had a boxing match. I cannot Phil. remember. We watched this on a five-star review. Reese. It's not good. Oh, Why okay. not? I wish it was Santino Marella because a boxing, boxer versus the snake would just be incredible. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler because it's always Dolph Ziggler in these things. No, dear, ah, that's wrong. Did get chinned by a huge jacked man, didn't he? <laughs> I would have said Dolph Ziggler as well. Uh, you, you think that, wouldn't he? Like, one yeah. punch sell. Yeah. yeah. Who was the first one? Chavo Guerrero. That's really funny mentally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who was the other one? Chavo, Cody, Santino. Uh, and Dolph was the other one, obviously. Done. God, I hope it's Santino. Santino. i got to go Santino. No, dear, uh, that's wrong. Cody? Chavo. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember word. any of this. No, I, I don't, don't remember, remember that. It's not as well. I remember Ricky Hatton doing something, but I don't remember that. He wasn't really at all. Yeah. It was uh. just like, and I think Chavo was like, go and hit me. And then he saw the punch coming and was like, well, I'm going already. <laughs> I know what your punches look like. Uh, right. I'll take you back to a classic bit of sports entertainment now. Remember Dr. Heine? Oh, wow. Okay. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I Jim that? Ross was off, and because Vince McMahon's a terrible person, he was off having surgery, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, colonoscopy or something. Yeah. yeah. And Vince was like, well, time to make fun of this. I do remember that. Yeah. So, uh, another, this is another thing we watched on the Five Star Review Review. I want you to tell me which one of these items were not pulled out of his ass uh, by Dr. Vince McMahon in the Dr. Heine skit. Dr. Heine, Heine. Yeah, yeah. I want the one that wasn't. Okay. Uh, and I've not included his own head. Uh, Logically. Stone yeah. cold or barbecue sauce. So they went along with three of the other things here. Yeah, of course they'd be in there. Which of these items were not pulled out of JR's arse in the Dr. Heine skit? Vince is a terrible human being. Yeah, he's a bad egg, man. <laughs> uh, a football? 
Mae Young's Other Hand. Oh, God. <laughs> JR's Own Book. Or an owl. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our own owl in the office. It's not been up JR's arse, though. <laughs> I hope. Quietly waiting for Andy to go first. <laughs> Andy. I don't know if the owl has anything to do with his Oklahoma Sooner gimmick, which I think is a football thing. Does he? I, I don't know why I've drawn a line between that and an owl, but I'm going to rule out the owl and the football. Okay. I've forgotten the other two. May Young's other hand or JR's own book. The book would get a bit soggy up there, wouldn't it? Mm. It's not practical. <laughs> May Young, I uh, uh, don't remember. I'll go with the owl. Why not? No, dear, that's yeah, wrong. Yeah, well, the mascot, isn't it? Of the I don't know. He just pulled an owl out of his arse, and I went, oh, I just sure wish I wasn't watching this for my job, basically. Uh, your options are his book, May Young's Other Hand, or a football. <sighs> uh, I could see all of these being <laughs> perfectly legit. If they've already done the football joke with the owl, maybe it's the football. I could see Vince getting a chuckle out of both of the other ones. Screw it. We'll go with the football. No, dear, uh, that's wrong. Is it the book? It's the book. Uh, so I I don't know if an owl actually is the Sooners mascot, but I found a T-shirt from Christmas that says, Owl always love the Sooners. <laughs> <laughs> it's an owl in a little scarf. Below that is a T-shirt with a turkey on it that says, Let get, let's get basted. Hey, <laughs> very so good. They like, a, they like a laugh, these, these Sooners. These boomer Sooners, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, question eight. I think it's still can three. can still do this. Still, still three. <laughs> you got this. Um, we're going to bring back an old favorite of mine, which is complete the YouTube comment. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, no. So I went back. We should do a full quiz of this. Yeah. <laughs> we, might awesome. do, we might bring this back in a few weeks. Um, I went back and watched a clip of the brilliant Swamp Fight. <laughs> because sports entertainment is better than pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, specifically, the clip of... <laughs> Um, Alexa Bliss being revealed as Sister Abigail beckoning Braun Strowman. <laughs> big seasoning or something. I don't know. Team Little Big, mate. Yeah. So, um, the comment, and he's to complete, says, there's Alexa Bliss as Sister Abigail in the swamp fight. Is that oh, no. dot, dot, dot? Okay. Did the comment read, is that a sexy ghost? <laughs> Did it read... Is that Bray Wyatt's alter ego? <laughs> did it read, is that the fiend? Or did it read, is that my mom? <laughs> <laughs> One of these is a legitimate YouTube comment. Oof. All feasible. Can we have them again, please? <laughs> is that a sexy ghost? Is that Bray Wyatt's alter ego? Is that the fiend? <laughs> is that my mom? Andy, sexy ghost. No, dear, that's Fox. wrong. But there is enough comments of, yeah. oh, if Alexa Bliss beckoned uh, me anywhere, I'd go wherever she wants me to. <laughs> is that my mum? Yay! Hey, we're on the board, baby. <laughs> it's just, I, I just hate the internet sometimes. <laughs> that is probably also a sex thing, isn't it? Knowing yeah. the internet. yeah. Do you remember when uh, oh, Bray Wyatt was Sister Abigail? That was great. When oh, that was hilarious. I'll never forgive the mumps for that, taking yeah. us away from Pumpkin. Pumpkin Man versus <laughs> Sister Abigail. 
I distinctly remember that because it was, it was quite, be early, incredible. quite early on in my what culture days, and I was playing around with <laughs> before I really got my hands on the uh, the 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 fun of the, what we've got this machine that yeah. we've got in front of us. And I somehow, and I don't even know how I did it, discovered how I could pitch shift my voice <laughs> mid podcast, <laughs> so I could just read what Sister Abigail was saying to Finn Balor, and. I don't think I did any more work for the rest of the day. I, so much <laughs> I just got burnt myself out. Okay, three, one, two questions to go, but don't forget the last question is worth double points, which means my favourite question, which is the penultimate question, is worth a lot here. Okay. So, sports entertainment is nothing without the fans, of course. So, I need you to tell me who of these fam- famous fans has the most Twitter followers. <laughs> Ooh. WWE sign guy, Brock Lesnar guy, shocked Undertaker guy, or tie-dye guy? Bill. Ooh. Brock Lesnar guy. Yay! Hey. Oh, well, he's everywhere, isn't yeah. he? Just. Yeah. I think sign guy's got like 49,000. He's got more than us, basically. I was basically. waiting to see whether you said Frank the Clown, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Is he still kicking about? What's he up to these days? He's still there. I don't know. I've noticed him in a long He's time. a manager on the independent scene now. Oh, fair maybe enough. Maybe he'll be there over and WrestleMania. He is there over WrestleMania weekend, isn't he? I think maybe. He normally is. Shout out to Frank. Go on, pass nice to guy. him. Yeah, Brock Lesnar guy, fi- over 50,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> wow. Still that same T-shirt. Does he just own one of those T-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think he bought like ten of them? Yeah, because like, if he's only owned one. <laughs> I mean, if I went to a, a photo thing with him and he wasn't wearing that T-shirt, I'd yeah. be like, "What the f- is going on?" Well, you'd mate? never recognize no. him if he wasn't yeah. wearing that T-shirt. Yeah. So that means it's what three two three two with the final Everything question worth oh, the Michael Dubli at the end. Someone must win. And this week's final question isn't about sports entertainment. It's about Crocodiles! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Black Friday. It is so. indeed. A uh, special request this from Andy Murray, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm nothing if not accommodating. I want a whole quiz. I want Black a whole quiz. Friday. <laughs> 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 Question 10. Which one of these facts about <laughs> saltwater crocodiles is false? Well, that was aggressive. <laughs> really was. False! I've been watching a bit of The Office recently. Uh. Question all right, Dwight. Which one of these facts <laughs> about Crocs is false? What Crocs type of bear eats beets? <laughs> Michael! <laughs> Michael! Uh, okay. I want, the, I want the, the falsehood here. 90, oh, sad, sad start. 98% of crocodile babies get eaten. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Saltwater crocodiles can bark. <laughs> Crocodiles cry tears when they eat, like crocodile tears. Mm. Or a saltwater crocodile, on average, has 70 teeth in its head. Which a boy. Bill, <laughs> I'm going to jump in there. All or Everything is on the line. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen a video of crocodiles barking. Wow. You've so done I'm, your research. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strike that one off. I've, I've heard the tears thing before. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea, but I've heard it before, so I'm going to write that one off too. So we're down to the babies and the teeth. Mm. <laughs> babies or teeth? Babies or teeth? What would you rather have? Number one UK wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with they don't have 70 teeth in their mouths. 
they might have more, maybe, or something. Or less. Who knows? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Damn it! Crocodiles <laughs> for the win, baby! Foiled by yes. the flat... F- <laughs> Never trust them, Andy. Uh, crocodiles, <laughs> yes, do. 98% of, of saltwater crocodiles' babies get eaten, according to whatever website I went on. It's not true. <laughs> Tough. Uh, they do bark. They cry tears when they eat. I sort of tried to understand this and I got a bit confused. I think it's due to the amount of air they inhale that then pushes water out of their eyes or something. I don't know. Of course. But they only have 66 teeth on average. Uh, 18 each side, I think, on the top half. And what's left? 15 on the bottom half (laughs) on each side rather than 70. But yes, Phil Chambers, you are correct. You know the most about Crocs in the office. (laughs) Definitely not the most about sports entertainment. For now, until our big Crocs quiz. (laughs) Do you want to hear a crocodile barking? Oh, yes, please. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Someone started a car. That's definitely just a crocodile revving up. Um, So, congratulations, D Jones 55. The joke's on you because your name is associated with that quiz. Uh, If you want to have your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling uh, on iTunes and leave us a five star review on there. But, congratulations, Phil Chambers. You are the winner of this week's quiz. Let us know how you got on, how you are with your crocodile knowledge, how you know uh, so much about sports entertainment on Twitter, at WWE. Well, actually, there you can follow all three of us. You can follow this week's quiz winner, Phil Chambers, Phil my chambers, crocodiles. You can follow Andy Murray on Twitter at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for hey, I prefer alligators anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Earlier on today, we previewed SmackDown and Rampage. So do go and check out them. And, and let us know your fantasy booking on Twitter as well for Cody Rhodes and his potential arrival back in WWE. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Phil, to Andy. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon wrestle culture is filmed in front of a live studio audience crocodile wrestling subtle results still you but with fewer lines Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. 
<clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 